Um, Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week we're doing John Wick, and we're <laughs> we're having some technical difficulties Old on school. our end, so yeah, that'll be great, and we'll sound <laughs> funny to ourselves, but hopefully good to you. As far as I can tell. It works for everyone else. It just doesn't work for us. We can do that. So that's great. Um, And, you know, again, uh, not so many uh, emails. Yeah. Except for uh, just the ones that we usually get, like uh, how awesome we are and whatnot. Those are great. We like that. But, you know, just like more and more. This is weird because this is the first year that we have just really gotten a lot of emails over the course of several weeks at this point where people just keep asking us about uh, stuff that's coming up. You yeah. know, people keep at, we keep getting like, so is interstellar really any good? Right. And, I yeah. mean, all the, you know, all the things that are, are as we move toward Christmas and everything is coming up now. Yeah. We're getting just, you know, kind of bombarded with like, we don't get any other questions because <laughs> that's the, that's what everyone is asking right. us at this point. And, you know, it's weird because in a very general way, like everything that's really big that's coming out for the rest of the year is pretty much that good. I mean, it's like it's as good as it seems like it's supposed to be. I mean, I haven't seen Interstellar, but I've seen a lot of it. And, uh, you know, it's still weird because in the, you know, official trailers and TV spots and, and, you know, you, you get like some big ones. There's a couple of trailers on the internet that are, you know, like four minutes really, long yeah. or whatever. I mean, they're as trailers go, they're hugely long. And yet there is I still have this thing kind of where you don't know what the movie's about. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that uh you know, we're leaving Earth. He's we get plenty of scenes with the whole leaving his kid behind thing yeah, and all the uh away, yeah. Yeah, we're all we're trying to uh, you know suck all the heart out of every minute we can. Yeah, you know even to the extent that like you know if he had a different house, but you know no, he's right. got like the uh, he's got like the house that makes you yeah, want to sure. cry at the <laughs> fact that he's leaving his kid <laughs> right. there or whatever. And uh, you know he goes to space. We see him flying off to space. He's he's obviously like uh, he's you like know, the captain. The Earth the has problems. Yeah. And he's supposed to be finding the place for, I guess, everyone to follow him to. Right. He's got to like lead the lead the way to find whatever. Yeah. I guess I don't even really know what we're looking for. It, we're, he's bouncing around planet to planet. Who? I mean, what is he looking for? Yeah. That we didn't just send like a probe there and we know or something. But so it's kind of hard to tell exactly what he's doing. I guess. I don't know, because it seems like we didn't need him to do it, but we must need him to do it. So, but then after that, I mean, you know, that could be like the first 20 minutes of your three hour movie. Right. right. And then what, I mean, so what else happens? And then we see, 
We saw some uh, cool clips of that where uh, they land in the water on some right. planet and somebody says something about look at the mountains or whatever and no, it's the big giant wave right. coming Those to get them or whatever. Down. But really, it's just, it's very, it's a strange sell for for me anyway. I mean, yeah. maybe <laughs> no one else cares, but for me, it's like a strange kind of a sell. It's yeah. almost like... And it's such a sci-fi thing that usually, even in movies where, you know, like if you have a romantic comedy and uh, all you get out of the trailer is, here's the stars, right? Here, this is where they work this is where or they whatever. Have, laugh at this moment. And then, uh, yeah, here's like a funny part. And then yeah. you have no idea what the story is. You get that yeah. uh, pretty yeah. frequently, like, because who cares, right. right? But, you know, sci-fi stuff, you're really kind of used to getting a lot more investment in the story as why you're going to see it. And now it's almost like, well, but it's Christopher Nolan's next big thing. That's why you're going to see it. Right. So we don't have that's to tell you the story. One of and, those trailers, and, and it's just, it's odd. I well, don't know. One of those trailers I saw, it's a lot of like what you just said, and, and I haven't read up a, on a bunch of stuff, partially because I don't want to know a whole lot. But one of those trailers on um, that's being shown, it says, you know, we we've got like 12 options or we've got a handful of options and why they have him checking them out. You're right. I still don't know. Right. But I know that it's, you know, we've got to leave the planet. We he's find he's got to, to actually get there, get there in order to do whatever task yeah. or who knows. Or, right. Or yeah, he, you know, who knows? He's got knows? like the, uh, terraforming mind. Who knows? Like, you know, is whatever. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll be a reason, but right. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's, it's a little weird, but it does, look pretty awesome it looks great and uh you know that's gonna be one of those things where either we're both gonna love it yeah first of all you already know you could you could put it on rotten tomatoes right now right and know exactly the score right right? and probably metacritic too you know exactly what scores it's gonna get so either it's going to be a movie and we're going to go see it and we're going to go oh my god right right? and and it's going to be just awesome or it's going to be kind of like the next Gravity, where yeah. everybody else is going to love it. Man, I hope And that. we're just going to be sitting here going, really? Yeah, I hope it's <laughs> that, that. That was the fantasticness, wow, was sucked. it? I don't know. Uh, but I could really see that happening, though. I could really see that, uh, you know, even um, Inception, for me, yeah. uh, got a little, like, lost in itself. And yeah. uh, it was, you know, certainly much better than Gravity, I thought. But... <laughs> But I, w- yeah. I was going into that yeah. waiting to be just totally wow. blown away. Yeah. And that probably, you know, expectations lead you to... Well, it's easy. And part of Christopher Nolan's thing is that y- you don't dislike him. You've just been critical of the most recent stuff, which was Batman. And I, I love that stuff. I so you love even, Christopher you even, Nolan. Right. You, you've even been like, I like this. I just think if we're going to do this film, you should do this film instead. Don't hide behind something. Right. So, because I heard somebody ask me... Um, it was last week. I didn't think of it then, uh, but they said, "Man, you're gonna have to sit with Mark through another Christopher Nolan film." And I went, "That's okay. Like he, <laughs> right. he actually likes Nolan's stuff. It's just he didn't dig the Batman thing." Right. I I, uh, I love Christopher Nolan yeah. actually, and but I wonder if you have this perception one from our of listeners the, that maybe you, may, you, probably, you don't like Christopher Nolan, and it, that's not true. Probably. I I liked Christopher Nolan before it was cool. I I right. liked. I mean, I happened yeah. to see, uh, you know his earliest early yeah, because right. when 
lots of people didn't because, right. you know, that's what I, I do. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just – not that I'm cooler than everybody, no, but just I just see one. everything before right. everybody. When you have stuff like the following and uh, Memento, and yeah. Memento obviously, you know, got to be got the super cool and everything, yeah. but – um, you know, even I thought the following, I could watch that like yeah. every couple of months yeah. and I'm not like and not a, a rewatcher, guy. right? Yeah. But, but even if he does something and I don't love it and, you know, really the whole thing with Batman was just, uh, I would have been fine with that movie. I, I still think that it's a little bit, you know, it's just a little too preachy for me yeah. in, in, and just really trying to hit so hard with all of these, you know, political, social statements that it's trying to yeah. make. But I'd have been fine with that movie if it just wouldn't have been Batman. Yeah. If it would have just been come up with some other dude because it doesn't matter. Right? I'm a little surprised that wasn't the big film that we split on. Because even though you didn't like that aspect of it, you still liked the film enough. Like above average. Right, but, but especially like, especially was, like um, when it's him doing it. Yeah. I mean, man, if it would have been somebody else doing it. I might have really hated it. But yeah, even when he does stuff that I'm like, ah, I don't love that he's doing that, you right. know. But still, he at least builds all the other parts right. into and, it and, and makes it everything well. else yeah. work and, and stuff like that. And one of the things that I like so much about him as a director is that despite the fact that they you know, have a very different selection of films and, <laughs> and go a whole other way, you know. There's a certain sense in which he's like very Robert Altman like, yeah, because it's like you know, no, that person stands there, and I mean, it's like every every scene is exactly the way it has to be, you know, and and then at the same time, a lot of it might be just, uh, you know, they're winging it, right, and and you've got both right. things working together at the same time, and I don't know, I I just think the way that he it seems to me anyway that like the way that he looks at what he's doing, you know, reminds me of Robert Altman, who right. I love right. uh, probably more than any other director, actually. But right. but anyway, um, you know, go off on a tangent. But I am a little bit nervous because I have nothing going in, really, you know, right. because I have to just go in and go, yeah, OK, he goes to space. Then I have to sit through a the first of, 20 minutes of the movie yeah. where that's like all I know. And then, you know, it's like at minute 21, all of a sudden you just go, and now you have no idea what's coming. Right. So here it is. Here it is. Yeah, get ready. And I'm like, yee. <laughs> that, that could just go any which way, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with a, a movie where you're going off into space and and we don't really know what you're trying to do Water, when you get water, there. Where, yeah. That really could go anywhere, right? I mean, yeah. Anyway, so um, lots of other uh, cool stuff coming up, too. And uh, like I said, most of it really legitimately cool. And it's kind of a special year in that way because, uh, you know, you go back a year or two years or three years or whatever, and there's obviously all of the stuff that's supposed to be trying to get awards and all this stuff. Right. And, you know, you go back a few years and it's like, War Horse. I mean, it's like, you know, every year there has to be like the Steven that Spielberg one. something yeah. and all these things trying to get awards. And you look you look ahead to those things. And you go, well, uh, yeah, I mean, some of those are I'm kind of looking forward to. Some of them are like, whatever. And this year there there just is a lot of really cool stuff coming. Right. Um, 
And, you know, uh, and then you get John Wick, right? which like comes out of nowhere and is, is still today, I think about 86% yeah. fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's like something like 150 critics or somewhere around there. Right. So, I mean, it's not like you yeah. got like your 18 guys who went to go see it really early because they're big Keanu Reeves fans. Right. That is a big number. That's huge. With that many critics seeing it. And, uh, you know, that comes out of nowhere. Still loses to Ouija or right. Ouija or right. however you're supposed to do that. Um, and that's because when we went to see it Friday night, I think we see why. Like, it was yeah, yeah. With teens. Right. You know, it was a date night. It, it was, was a Halloween date night for us at our theater anyway. It, it's it's kind of strange to me that um, this all there is. Yeah. Y- you know, it, right. in the uh, Hort. Now, I there's, agree. there's stuff coming out next week right. where you're right on Halloween. But even that stuff, there's not there's not, not scary stuff right. exactly. I mean, right. you get Daniel Radcliffe and Horns, and you've yep. got like the uh, Nightcrawler with Gyllenhaal, yep. which looks weird, which yeah. looks like just odd enough to yeah. be like a Halloween movie. Yeah, but still, it's not it's not a horror movie unless it's got a big surprise that right. <laughs> that right. comes to it. It's just that he's a creepy weirdo, or right. you know, chasing news stories. But it does have kind of a you know, this overall creepy look that it's going for. But I'm just kind of surprised that there's not, you know, especially in this day and age of uh, trying to get people into theaters for any reason. Yeah. Going into Halloween is, you know, when you could easily get some people into theaters. If you have a scary movie, people are going to show up. As you can see from right. Ouija, and uh, and that's just like the perfect storm of having a, a goofy Halloween related movie right. with the PG thirteen rating, so all the fifteen and sixteen year olds or whatever can also, you know, be clamoring for tickets. And right. man, it was so <laughs> packed there with like every teen in like yeah. a fifty mile radius. It was, and they're you know they're all and from what I've heard. It, it, it's not too bad as long as you're fine with what you're going yeah, into, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Then it's actually not too bad. If you want people to make all the smartest choices throughout a movie, right. like, uh, you know, the Geico commercial, That's a very funny commercial right then, uh, you know, this is not your movie, is, but, yeah. <laughs> but if you're, uh, if you're okay with, you know, the car never starts and the girl right. always trips and, yeah, you know, right. your usual, Horror movie stuff. Supposedly, this is that one's actually pretty good. I I haven't caught that one yet. Yeah. But, but I'm oddly interested to see it now. Yeah, I'm curious. Now I want to see what what is the movie that several people, you know, have said that you know if if you can deal with it, right. then, then, then this then one's this really good. You. So. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, like I said, John Wick, Keanu Reeves. This movie like comes out of nowhere. Nobody, I think, was hyping this as something to have great expectations for. Yeah. And then, boom, it's like killing Rotten Tomatoes. And, you know, Keanu Reeves shows up in a movie you didn't hear about a month ago and and gets huge Rotten Tomato readings. Right. Um, anyway, so uh, we should jump into the movie. There's a bunch of stuff, though. I mean, you know, Interstellar, obviously, that's only a couple weeks away. Yeah. And then, man, it is like rapid fire. It's not even like, uh, you know, around this time, you're still kind of used to 
the one big thing a week. Right. And what it is usually, you know, it's like the one big thing and then a couple of like the artsy things right. that are trying to get a lot of awards or something and maybe they're opening. But now it's it's like two or three big really things. big yeah. things. It's like hard choices yeah. going into Christmas. Right. And for, I love it. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy though. It's like you know, Christmas is the new summer now. It's like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like if it's not a comic book movie specifically, <laughs> right. then other than that, you know, just everything. Comes we out mentioned now. this before. As a fan of movies, as a lover of film, this is a great time. I love these films. I love one you know amazing looking or killer story idea after another. As a reviewer, maybe it's not the best time because you got a lot of stuff to do. Right. You know, I mean, it is this is a busy season, and then there's all these films. So right. anyway, it's. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about it. Right. And then, uh, you know, as a reviewer, you know, we were talking about that. And uh, actually, we did get a couple of emails asking questions about, you know, like, so what's the best cinematography or, you know, whatever. Right. I don't know. What people, are those things? Yeah. People had some questions about uh, award season, obviously. And we were saying last week that it's, you know, it's insane because the Critics' Choice uh, nominations are due early. And, you know, it's even worse than it seems. Because, because and it seems bad because there are movies that'll come out like all the way through January that like officially right come out this year and they mm-hmm. and they and they don't actually right. it's just that they were at a festival or they They've screened once somewhere, somewhere yeah. or whatever so that they can officially be in but they won't be in theaters for yeah. you know for it was the same thing. Um, I think uh, a couple of years ago with the uh, – what's that movie we hate? The uh, Bigelow movie with the – Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, yeah, that didn't like come out really no, until like the end of January yeah. or at least the middle of January. January. Anyway, so so tons of stuff It's coming. funny. Most people if – if we said that to most people, it would be like, you know, X versus Sever or Resident Evil 6. No, right. I know exactly what you're <laughs> right. You're like, what's that movie we hate? Like, it's Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> That's yeah. what we hate. And everyone it, else. Because you already mentioned gravity. It. I know that's on your mind. So. Right. So, that, so that's not it. Yeah. Uh, okay. John, John Wick, now that we're uh, way into the show. All right. Let's just throw out the ratings because uh, the movie's just so crazy. It's um, crazy. I, I have no idea where you're on at it. I actually. am giving it eight and a half. Oh, that's, oh okay. That's great. <laughs> you're getting that's to it too. Sure. I'm at eight and a half. Oh, I had so much fun with this film, and it's just just a couple little, I mean, real small tweaks. But I mean, it, it, I think as much fun as possible to be had with this. I had it, right? Like I, and I didn't know everything about it. But when we went in and we saw it, it starts a little slow. Not for the same reason that I know you'll you'll talk about, but for me, it's a little slow. But man, what a fun throwback, and what a real like, in a way, a nostalgia trip for the film. Right, I, right. I forgot that I missed like this. The ballet of violence, you know, right. which was real popular and, when John Woo was and doing. And still, stuff. some of the stuff is, you know, it's its own it's spin. Pretty, it is, y- and yeah. it's really fun. I, I just, I had so much fun with the world building, which I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll throw out later. But it, re- it reminded me how much I missed. Maybe I don't miss John Woo films, and maybe I'll never be able to see those films for the first time again. But if I thought that before Friday night, I was wrong because this reminds me of just like the choreography. Of right, violence, right. you know that ballet of violence that Wu was famous for, and then they Americanized him and right, he lost right. a lot of it. But I didn't realize I missed that stuff so much until I had fun with this for like ninety minutes, right? You know, hundred minutes, and and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I I was I was struggling if if I could give this a nine and still defend it, and I thought no, but you can do more than eight. 
Right. Because that was that was enjoyable. So. Right. And there there were a lot of things. That's cool. I didn't know if you liked it that much. No, I did, and I'll tell you, if it wasn't for, I had a lot of problem with the end, and yeah, and uh, you know, call the end like maybe the last fifteen minutes yeah. or, or some, something like mean. that. Yeah. And I really didn't like several different things that happened at the end, and I just felt like after this whole you know, just like spectacleness. Yeah. And yet it's got a workable, interesting enough story going on. Yeah. And it even works that story in pretty cool ways. Yeah. But then we get to the end and it just for me was like, you know, we just gave up. I mean, we just, it was, it, it was yet another example. It seemed like to me, and we should say, We've got going into this movie a screenwriter who has like one other, uh, you know, it's like a straight to DVD. Yeah. Like I forget who's in it, but like you know Steve Austin, the right. uh, wrestler guy, and and like uh, you know I don't even know who it is, but it's like Dolph Lundgren or Rutger Hauer or yeah. you know whoever. Yeah, it's, it's the package. It's Steve um, Austin and Dolph Lundgren. Right. It's uh you know some some movie like that, and not that I've seen it or anything, but. Yeah. He's got like one other movie, and this is a director who this is the first thing he's directed, and he's coming to directing like from stunts. He's right. Uh, he's like a he's stunt, a stunt man. guy, yeah. And uh, and for that alone, how good this movie is is pretty impressive how, because it's not like they've got yeah. uh, you know tons and tons of screenplays under their belt where right. they know how to tweak things and and have the experience or whatever. Yeah. And and yet it, and it's, it's really good. And man, is this movie, I think, especially, you know, the, there's a lot of people in this movie there who are who are very who, interesting people. Yeah. I mean they're not they're not throwaways. They're not <laughs> background scene guys. Right. They're, it's it, it's not characters. it's not like a Keanu Reeves and no one else you've ever heard of or seen before. Right. right? I right. mean there's there's like some uh, pretty names. interesting people, including you know, now uh, I got to say, he only had to work for like an hour to film right. all the parts in this movie. But right. Ian McShane yeah. is in this and is awesome. I love seeing him when he <laughs> when he showed up in the right. Continental. I was just like, oh, of course it's Ian McShane. <laughs> right? Who else could this? And be? he's so good. It's he's cool. Great. And he's he's in two he's, scenes basically. And and both of them are you know, like, if yeah. you blink, you'll miss him. I mean, he's not around a lot. He he actually gets to say a few lines to Keanu Reeves, yeah. but. Yeah, in one part when he's sitting in the booth, but man, he's that just so good. That, that was great. scene was great. What a weird thing for Keanu Reeves. Like this isn't like super trivia or anything, but you know, you got this guy who basically came off writing a couple films and now directs this film with Keanu, and it's an action film, and it blows everything away. You know, contemporarily, you know, right, rating wise, and then having fun. You know, isn't that's what Speed was? You know, Jan de Bon or Jan de Bon, right, however right. you want to say it. Right. This guy was a, a cinematographer, even though we yeah. love making these things. And he had one movie given to him, and it was Speed, and it starred Keanu, and it blew everything away. Like it changed right. the way a lot of films for a long time were was done. I gotta think if you're like some film editor and you get your shot at a film, you hope Keanu's in it. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're like, this is the golden child. You right. know, this is the guy that makes these films work. It was, it's crazy, and it's it's funny too because you know we were talking about Keanu Reeves and yeah. uh, about how he's you know done a lot of interviews recently around this film and everything, yeah. and you know he's 
thrown out some big things that have like kind of in their own special way gone viral or whatever, where he's, yeah. you know, talking about how just no one offers him anything. That blows like, my mind. Like he just doesn't get things. Yeah. And it's so weird because uh, like we were saying last night, there's, it seems like there's so many times in his career that he should have just all of a sudden been absolutely everywhere. Right. You were saying this. Yeah. Because he's, he's in Bill and Ted's, he's in yep. speed and uh, then he's in the matrix and it's like, he's in all these movies that like, take off and are like big things. And then it's like the next time you hear about him, it's because he's like on his fourth straight to DVD thing in a row. Or he's done like the lake house or something weird. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And yeah, he'll have those uh, things pop in and, uh, you know, more legitimate movies or whatever. Right, right. But it's just weird that he's got some weird thing to him. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I blame some of it on speed, actually, because even though that was uh, really big and, and made a lot of money and really popular and whatever, you know, it was kind of like the Spice Girls of the time. You know, it was like everybody loved it for like a while. And then all of a sudden you couldn't get anyone to admit that they ever saw it. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, yeah. it was it it got speed got like a big backlash there for a while yeah, where weird. everybody loved to hate it. And then they have to hate him. And then so, they, yeah, right. So then, then he's not getting offers. I don't know. Anyway, he was really good in this, though, man. I thought he, he was, was so really good. good. Yeah. And and one thing that I don't know, I'll say it out now, only because he didn't really affect this so much. It was more about him playing John Wick straight and and as lethal as he's supposed to be. But the movie's pretty funny, you know, and it, not and not just it like is a at times, loud yeah, it thing, is. But he's not funny. But it's the situations like he's this. You know, you see this thing um, very early on where someone makes a phone call and is like, you know, why did you? Oh, that scene do is this? awesome. And and the reply is, you know, you know, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And then there's this sudden realization, like, oh, well, you did the right thing, beating up my kid. You know, it's like right. Like, he doesn't even say it's anything. Very, it's very funny. He's like, oh, he doesn't even course. say anything. He just says, oh. <laughs> And and it's cool because it's it's uh, John Leguizamo right. is apparently like the stolen car He's guy like of guy, like yeah. the whole city, right? Yeah. So um, so Keanu plays John Wick, obviously, and who is like the retired like super enforcer, yeah, hitman, everything, whatever, right. and it, uh, for this uh, giant Russian mobster guy. Yeah. Who like they call him the boogeyman? Yeah, and yeah. and and they and they call him the boogeyman. And it, there's actually a cool scene too because um, so the, this big Russian mobster, it's his son who starts all the trouble yeah. and and everything. And you know that actor, I can't remember his name too. Isn't he from? But uh, but he's he looked familiar. He's been around and he's. Alfie Allen. He's in serious danger of being typecast as that exact that character. Yeah. Um, because he's he's been that guy at least a few times, right? Yeah. But um so his son, so he like like we said, he you know, this is like really in the trailer anyway, but right. he he steals his car and kills his little puppy that uh John Wick's wife dies of cancer. Yeah. And she like arranges ahead of time to send him a puppy after she dies, which sounds so cheesy, but that's a good which scene. it does. I it, but I it it's worked. a it's a pretty good scene. I thought it worked. And then you know, and the dog the dog does not get to be around long, which right. <laughs> that's right. a bummer too. And the guy kills his dog and everything. But there's a good scene later. I 
at least I loved it, where they like they call him the boogeyman. Yeah. But apparently when he was working for that was like his his nickname or whatever when he was working for him. And but they call him the boogeyman like ironically. Right. Because he's not the boogeyman. He's the guy that you go <laughs> that you call to go kill the boogeyman. I love that scene. I because that he's great. so much worse. Right. And what I thought was really awesome in the opening parts of this movie, like like you said, there's that phone call part. So it's John Legazamo and so John Wick just, you know, heads over he knows where it, everyone's going. Heads right over. He yeah. goes, The car got stolen. I know I know the right. guy who's gonna know. Right. And uh, he he goes right in there, and he's just like, "Is it here?" <laughs> and yeah. and so anyway, it's John Leguizamo who is uh, who's talking to this big Russian mobster, yeah. who says, uh, "I hear you hit my son." Right. And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, uh, "Would you like to explain why you did that?" And he says, "Because right. he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog." <laughs> and he just goes, "Oh, right." And John Leguizamo just hangs up. Yeah, he just goes, like I know that, that's all you need that's to know. It. That's, that's, all that's the whole know. conversation. And I thought it was so cool early on in the in the movie, just the way that that Russian mobster, you know, just all of a sudden just, oh. Yeah, well, and then <laughs> just, later, not to skip everything out of turn, but then later he makes – when he realizes the severity of this and he realizes that it's it would be enough that if my kid stole John Wick's car, I can probably breeze that over. Right. But you killed his dog. Like, I, I can't stop this now. You released and, this, so – And what's what's – most awesome about how this comes together is that he knows that John Wick's wife just died. Just died, right? He, yeah. Cause so it's like call, just makes, another layer. The next right. phone call that this guy makes, that, that Vigo makes, is to John Wick, and he's like, my condolences. And it doesn't even sound real, but he says it, and you right. know that it's as real as it can be between these two bad guys. And right. then he starts talking to him, and John Wick doesn't say anything. Keanu's just holding the Ever. phone. Right. And then he hangs up the phone. And he clearly is cut off, and the Russian, the Russian kingpin's henchman is just like, "What did he say?" And we know he didn't say anything. Right. But Vigo goes, "He said everything." You know, well, like, he said enough. He said enough. Right. And we, you know, we're we ruining audience, all the great. I, things, I know, but it, it was so much fun. But it was so that fun was play out. really cool. There yeah. were these dry moments of humor, and they don't happen a lot. It's not a very funny film, but it's funny because we slowly get shown. And I thought it was really effective the way that. We know John Wick is a badass from the trailer, and because we're supposed to know, right, because right. everyone is saying it. But he really plays it calm. Like you see a couple minutes uh, early in the film when he's trying to control and release some rage. Like he goes speeding around the airport, right, back, right. and he's he's clearly trying to wrestle with a lot of stuff because his wife, who he loves, has just you know died, and this is very traumatic. But Keanu kind of low, reveals the layers of like, yeah, maybe I am this bad guy. Maybe I am. And by the by the near conclusion, when things really start, when he starts owning up to his uh, ability like he does in the trailer, like people keep saying, I'm back. Well, I'm starting to think maybe I am back. I actually believe he's that guy. Right, right. But I didn't know that he was that badass 20 minutes into the film just because people say he was. I'm like, all right, he, may, he might be a tough guy. He pulls that layer back right, little and, by little, and you start seeing him get more explosive, more violent, right. more lethal, to the point where he's really just like walking up to people and they're just dropping dead. Right. You know, and that's that was fun. And and it's cool. I, I like that the movie does that because you know he's been out of it yeah. for a long time, right? A, a fairly long time. Yeah. You don't know exactly how long, but he's been out of it for quite a while and just living his life with his wife. Yeah. And he's got to kind of get 
back into it right. and everything, even though he's like decided, I mean, he is going a little overboard in his reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even yeah. though even though he gets his car stolen and right. someone kills his dog and beats the crap out of him. Right, yeah. Let's not, not forget that. It's Breaks not, it's not house, like they, they didn't do that, right? Right. Um it's not just a hot wired car. They yeah, they they like break into his house and he's coming down the stairs and you know, somebody clobbers him over the back of the head with a baseball bat right. or whatever. Um so I mean it's not like it's not like they stole his dog and he, he never saw them. Right. I mean, they yeah. do really kind of beat the crap out of him for a while. Yeah. And but still, we're we're going maybe a little bit overboard in our reaction. But what I loved about it is that he doesn't just like flip a switch. Right. And he's boom all the way back to. You know, you you really have to be kind of a raging psychopath yeah. to just be able to do any of the stuff that he does. And he doesn't just immediately go from like zero to ten. Right. You know, he has to kind of work his way Turn back it. into yeah. it. Yeah. And it's kind of funny the way that it happens, like for me anyway, because it, there's a sense in which you want to kind of think the movie is almost trying to lull you into this weird moment of everyone just believes his hype, including him. Yeah. And, you know, it is sort of like the boogeyman, like enough people say John Wick and enough people are really scared of him. The guy, yeah. And then you start going, well, I mean, but nobody's that the guy. boogeyman, yeah, right? Nobody can be that <laughs> And guy. so it's kind of like trying to just build this all up to where, you know, it's, it's when he starts on this whole quest, it's almost like he kind of thinks, or at least the movie is trying to get you to think that he thinks that like he's just going to show up and go, you know, just give me your kid. Right. right. <laughs> and let me kill him. And everyone's going to go, well, you're John Wick, right. so I will. <laughs> yeah. And yet that's not really what he's doing. But the movie has this really cool like play of doing that. And, yeah. and it, it's really cool. And, they, and then it just leads to like all these like really cool moments yeah. where even there are like the little things he, you know, he – sneaks up behind this one Russian doorman outside. Oh, yeah. and it's like, Hey, Mr. Wick. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he, yeah. and, and John Wick knows who he is. Right. And I don't remember his name, but right. you know, yeah. he's like, Hey, Ivan. Right. You know? <laughs> right. He's right. like, Hey, Ivan, uh, why don't you take the night off? Yeah, he's like, and he's like, thank you. Thank Mr. you. Wick. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and yeah, yeah. And he just leaves, lets him leave because you know, they all know each other. He right. used to work for that guy. Right. I mean, so, yeah. and and now all of a sudden he's he's taking everybody out. But once he starts going in, you know, there's also I thought there were a lot of cool parts in the movie that you don't really see a lot, even when you get these movies that are you know ex assassins or you know mm-hmm. taken stuff or all these movies we've seen where it's like the badass comes out of retirement kind right. of thing, right? But they're all kind of coming out of retirement of being good guys. Right. And now we've got like coming out of retirement of being a bad guy. Like the the big Russian boss guy says, you know, tells this like kind of cool story, story right? Where he's like, uh, he wanted out. So I gave him an impossible (laughs) task and said, do this and you could be out. And... And all of what he's done, that's why we have what we have. Right. The the, the reason that we are where we are is really because of him yeah. Yeah. And, and everything. And 
I just I love how scared the Russian guy yeah. is of him. Yeah. And just goes, you know, when he's on that phone call and he's like, what happened? And he's, right. you know, they're apparently in some like big meeting yeah. and he can't be bothered to pay attention. And I'll tell you, you know, his henchman is like the guy from those ads and it sort of drove me crazy a little bit. Is Not, that who you know no, him from? Because I know I know Dean. Uh, it's Dean Winters and I know him from Oz. Um, oh yeah, he he was and he was strangely enough not to bring this all around full circle in a weird way. He was the guy when Constantine was being made as a film. I really wanted him to do it because oh, I thought right. Dean Winters looked a lot like the the comic book version of of John Constantine. Uh, Constantine, but uh, no, I know a lot of people see him, and when he actually has a bad scene later, I was thinking, I wonder if a lot of people are going to remember him as the insurance guy. Right. Um, that's a great scene. That's a great series of scenes. Um, it, that they did in a real interesting style. Like all the subtitles were kind of weird and awkward. Right. And at first, the, was the music I, I was yeah. really weird too. There were a lot of cool parts in this movie, and I know that uh, you will often like comment on how the soundtrack was more yeah. more than me. If it pulls me out of a film, and uh, feel it. you know, there were parts in this movie uh, where I was sitting there going, "I should hate this." But I didn't. It was a weird – And yeah, you, know, know. you know what happened a lot in this movie, and you got to think that it was uh, – you got to hope anyway, I guess, that it was a conscious decision of uh, this guy who's like more interested in stunts because he's right, because a stuntman or whatever. Yeah. But there were, a, uh, there were a couple of different times – I think there were at least two or three that I can really remember – where uh you know there's the there's the soundtrack and then there's like you know the songs right. or whatever but there's right. like just the musical soundtrack of uh here's the happy music so you know you're supposed to be happy or whatever right right there were uh at least a few different times in this movie where it's supposed to just be music it's right. supposed to just be a soundtrack right there yeah. and it's not it's a song yeah and it was so cool it was it and worked. it was it was odd because it was so in your face about it and yeah. like so obvious yeah. about what it was doing and yet it still was cool yeah. and it really like you can't not notice what it's doing to you right. or what it's trying to do right. and and still it works and it's cool yeah. and it, that alone was like an impressive a decision lot of, too. a lot of things like that and like what you just mentioned before which is you know he comes out of this retirement and he's got a little, it's not that he's rusty, but he's just kind of out of practice for stuff in lesser hands or maybe with a lesser writer. What would have happened is, you know, in other films, you see the guy go into this special room in his closet and takes off a special hat and right, puts it right, on and the right. music builds. And you know, well, this is the ass kicker hat. Right. So it, now this guy's back. You know, you know what it, it you know what it would be, uh, that, uh, that other movie that's coming up with, um, Ah, God, I can't remember now. Um, you know, there's that other movie about taking the kid and making him into a spy for oh, the... Oh, yeah, right, right, the, right. For the, it's the secret British thing. Uh, I'm blanking on it. I right. Know it is, I, I, I can't oh, remember. Uh, I can't remember the movie, but in the trailer, he, like, you know, walks into the secret closet. Right. And everything's all pretty and shiny, and it's like, these are the you know, 007 gadgets everywhere and guns everywhere and stuff like that. Right. That's where he would go. Right. right? He would just right. have a special button he pushes in his house that would lead to that room yeah. where it looks like that. Yeah. But not in this one. Well, and there's, there's, there's that moment, um, 
there's that moment certainly where they could have handled it poorly and and they chose not to. But one of the things before I forget, and wow, we're we're not running out of time, but we're getting closer. Um, one of the things that was real subtle, but easily gets overlooked in films like this because all it is really is a shopping list like okay you you stole my car i know where to go you're going to send me to the next person and they're going to send me to the next and i have to kill the next few people and and as as long as i find out who it is right and it's always a next i know people and you know right and i'm going to get to them and that was one thing because he's clearly he knows all the guys anyway right um but for me one of the things that they mess up sometimes in these in these stories that this one handled perfectly and was, was really entertaining was the world building. Like I love the idea of the continental hotel. Oh, I did too. That like, was like, like so awesome. And not only that, but just, just the coins. The, right. So when he, when he really starts getting warmed up and there's a lot of bodies to clean up, you know, he literally calls a cleaning company that comes right. in and he pays this guy. And what's very strange to us as the audience very early on, he just hands him a stack of these like doubloons, these like special gold There's coins, just real right. weird coins. And the guy just doesn't, you know, what's even equally weird is not that John Wick pays this guy in like 11 coins is that the guy takes the coins and accepts that as payment and happily moves on. Right. Right. So you're like, what the hell is this? And, and, and makes no, ma- and I because you're thinking it. for a minute that it's just weird gold coins, right? You're because they don't be- explain anything to you. Right. And they don't even so you- show it. So so he's just like he would be paying somebody in like gold, right. and you know somebody might go, well, how much gold is this? Right. Yeah. What's this worth? Everybody that takes but the gold special coins, coins, they know right. the value of it. They right. know exactly what it means. And later, when you see people trading in just one of them, you know, one at a time, you right. realize that Wick gave this guy ten or twelve. Like right. that's a lot. Right. And he left a lot of bodies, so he probably <laughs> earned it. But. But this whole idea that there's this place where where killers and assassins and bad people, who knows if it's just limited to them, are on neutral, free, safe ground. It's almost like hallowed ground. Right. And you it's, can't conduct business there. Right. And it's really awesome, awesome. because it's um, – I thought as soon as that happened, there was actually a point when, when he went to that hotel. Yeah. Like for a minute, I'm like, okay, well, this is a, a little weird or whatever. And right. then you kind of get the – feel of the hotel and you know what's going on or yeah. whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like he, you know, stepped in Diagon Alley. Right. You know? Exactly. He's <laughs> in like, our world, but he's, he's in, a he's in London, yeah. but he's stepped into like the special and it's like everyone, you know, checks in there, even though, you know, you're probably an assassin here to <laughs> kill somebody in another room. Right. Or who knows what, right. Who but knows? As long as you're, as long as you're on a job or something, this is the magic hotel room that you check into because no one's allowed to conduct business. They have their right. own special club in the basement where yeah, that was cool. People who may have been trying to kill each other a minute ago, yeah, right. It's like if it, you know, it's like everybody goes in to have a butter beer and right, you, right. you know, Malfoy's not allowed to well, be the, mad at anyone. The goofiest, now. the goofiest so thing, cool. the goofiest thing. I w- I explained it to someone uh, this morning. The goofiest thing is it's just like when Wiley e. Coyote and Sam Shepard punch the clock and they're enemies. And then they right, punch right, the clock and they're right, friends. Right. They're walking off into the sunset again. I mean, it's this place where you can't do anything. And Ian McShane is the caretaker or owner or whatever. And he clearly, you know, has rules. And when those rules are broken, there are consequences. But man, I loved that whole mini idea that there's this world and there's this honor among thieves kind of thing that the right. killers have rules and that they, they, respect them or they at least obey them because they need the coins to come back to do these things and all the interaction with other people in those rooms was really entertaining i just i love that idea that it was an unobtrusive building and that of course is 
the draw, right, you know, right. and and that there are things that they even can't and, do and, for you there. And it's ju- and it's just this hotel. And there's just like people in the lobby yeah. reading the papers. Yeah, stuff, it's just it's, normal. It's yeah. just like you know, it was it was so odd. And you know, the I best the best thing about it was that uh, you know the movie didn't need it at all. The the movie didn't exactly. really need it. Exactly, it would have been fine as a vehicle, even if he just kept hunting people. Right. But man, how freaking cool it was, it just, was that they put it, that it, in. It was just here's a cool thing I, I want to throw in and and make it actually. Uh, serve a purpose by yeah. having like the girl who yeah. starts coming after him and everything, and it's uh, you know because she's going to break the rules right. or whatever, and that's such a it, it's it's like crazy. You can't even no one even if what you say if you say you're going to break the rules <laughs> yeah. of the of the continental, you know, everyone like just look at you like you're speaking another language. Right. Like that right. just makes no sense to them. Yeah. Right. And the whole thing was just so It was cool. just so much fun to see that layer in a in a film that was already entertaining me beyond measure anyway. And I, I just I was more entertained and I had more respect for it then because I'm like, you didn't even have to do that. Right. And thanks for doing it. Right. Because, man, I bought it and I loved it. And, and it, was, it and it brought all these things in with, uh, you know, all the coins and everything. Yeah. And it's like and it's a coin to get into the club. It is at, at the at the bottom. And yep. then and then people start talking about stuff like, uh, you know, you would. Do you want to earn a coin or, right, yeah, you, yeah. you know, are you? <laughs> and then you remember earlier when when John Wick is like finally shedding this image and he's getting all of his stuff back and he has this very interesting um, moment where he's breaking through the ground of his of his home. And he pulls out these cases, and there's a lot of coins. He's got a lot of. He's got a. He's done a lot he's, of things. And he's then, built up. This is the other thing right. I love, which is it builds on its own success. Like earlier, you remember that, and you right. remember it partially because he paid the cleaning guy it, but you still remember it. And then I remember back. I'm like, I remember how many coins he had in those cases. That's a lot. And then you understand later. He must have done a lot of bad things to even just get one of those coins, let alone right. several stacks and stacks so and stacks. I, I, loved, right. I, I thought in, in some part I was like, there's a star right there because that was cool. Right. Like that whole thing was and, awesome. And, you know, there's a lot of other uh, things, you know, that are like these little things. And it's the way that you it, – it's weird because we're talking a lot about the screenplay basically. Yeah, basically. And – you know, for this to be a screenplay by somebody who, like I said, has nothing else but some straight to DVD movie, yeah. which you know now I have to go see. I have to see it too. <laughs> right? I was just thinking that, and and it's got yeah. all of this great stuff that is, you know, most of what I loved most about the movie is all the stuff that you know is not the big deal, earth shattering decisions. It's right. like all of this like little stuff that yeah. you decide to do in the right way. And one of the things that I really liked about it was – so they're at this club um, where uh, the the Russian kid is at this club. Oh, and circle. basically what yeah. they do is they decide to let him go there to just be bait right? Yeah. so that they can throw all of – and it's it's just a regular club. And it's got, I mean, it's just a club that people actually go to. It's yeah. its like a normal uh, yeah. nightclub, whatever. And there's kind of various levels of how cool you are and can you get to the lower oh, right. level yeah. because yeah. you know people or whatever. Yeah. And then if you get to the bottom level, then you right. own it yeah, or right. whatever. <laughs> like that's it. where he is, right? But at the top, it's just uh, like a regular nightclub and people dancing everywhere. 
And what I thought was really cool about the way that that whole thing sort of came together, especially after um, we know he's in the building, right? or at least we're suspecting he's in the building and then like kind of moving into when we know he's in the building and everything. Yeah. What I thought was really cool about that is that, you know, even if, you know, you have your mob front or whatever, you know, because uh, it was cool because he, he could kill so many people in that building just and, and pretty much get away with it just based on the fact that, you know, a lot of the security is really just the fact that you won't just start killing people in here. Right. Right. Like no matter who you are, you're not going to come in here and just start and just start killing everyone. And John wick walks in and is like, I'm John. Wick. I'm just going to kill you all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, Get in my way. And yeah. Right. And it's not, you know, there's no, uh, uh, another thing, e- even in that scene, but then outside of that scene in lots of other parts, when uh, there's, he's doing battle with all of, you, you know, he kills like everyone yeah. in the whole Russian mob, like every yeah. single person there is, but there's so much of like, you know, nobody has to talk to anybody. Yeah. Nobody has to like go, I'm about to kill you and have some like zingy one liner or something, you know, I mean, he just kills you and he just kills everyone. And it's so wild. And like you said, you know, there's a lot of these scenes where it's, you know, we're choreographing it. There's a lot of dance. There's a, you know, there's, it's almost at some point like equilibrium and we're like doing the gun kata, right. And he's just killing everyone. And it's it's funny to see when you've got um, you know at some point it doesn't matter how many thugs you'll hire right <laughs> and right. and that will that will get you far with a lot of people yeah but when you get the people who's just going to shoot everyone in the room right it, it just doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't and, matter and you know as long as he doesn't seem to really care if he gets killed either right I mean you know yeah. at, at a certain point he's just like I'm going to kill that guy. Or die trying, right? A- and kill everyone in between me and him. Yeah, and I don't know. It was just so cool. But you know, uh, so we're getting kind of close on time, yeah. and uh, we didn't rate it ten. No. And all we've said are good things. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, for me, the end uh, just really kind of fell apart for me, and it seemed to me like another one of those uh, scripts where, as good as the screenplay is in a lot of ways, it's kind of like here's this great idea we have. And then someone bought it, and then now you have to end it. Right. And you go, uh, uh, it ends like this. I mean, he kills the bad guy and whatever. I don't know. And, you know, they get in the cars and start chasing them. Uh, and and it was it was just weird for me because I I don't like it when I see all these characters that make sense that are making decisions that I think, yeah, that's the decision that character would make and all this stuff. Right. Because um, I don't believe that the Russian goes back and kills that other guy at the end. I I don't believe that part coming together. He doesn't get anything out of it. It's almost like, it's almost like he's doing it at this point to commit suicide or something because he's, he's not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. He's got so many dead people working for him at this point yeah. that, you know, he's not in a serious position of power right now, right? 
And he basically had, I mean, clearly he's uh, not in his happiest moment right now or whatever, but he's basically managed to escape. Right. And John Wick is going to leave him alone. And then suddenly he goes, well, there must be something else I could do to piss him off again. Right. And I just don't believe that that happened. Right. I just I don't like that. And, you know, there are going to be things and you can forgive that and everything. But uh, it's not like an absolute deal breaker and makes the whole movie horrible. But I just didn't like that scene because I just didn't buy that that's what happened. You know, the guy who answered the phone at the beginning and goes, John Wick, oh, sh- shit, you right. know, whatever. It, 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 he, he just doesn't do that. I just don't believe he would do that. But then we get to the end and uh, and then he doesn't have that many guys right. to take yeah. him to his helicopter. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and and one whole car's worth of them gets taken they push out. Right out off, yeah. And now it's like he snapped. And he's actually just lost his mind, right? And he's just, he starts like kind of being goofy and like silly about the whole thing. Right. And then, and then, and then all of a sudden it's just like thing after thing after thing at the end that I didn't like. And it was, uh, you know, like I didn't like that uh, John Wick uh, falls for the car gag more than once in a movie. Because it's like the same thing that happened to him before. He like lets it happen to him again or whatever. And then you get to the very end and all of a sudden they're just fighting. And I'm okay with the part where uh, the big Russian guy obviously doesn't have a gun anyway. And he right. says, all right, no more bullets. It's just you and me and yeah. we'll just fight, right? Of course. And and I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. And I'm okay with the fact really that John Wick throws away his gun because uh, you got to think he's in no danger. But then basically it takes like more than one second to kill that guy. And then I don't like it anymore. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. because this guy, you know, I saw him kill three people with a pencil. Right. right. <laughs> and yet, you know, this old Russian guy yeah, is like really put up. Guys. I'm like, ah, whatever. No way. I mean, he's killed everyone, you know, the, the only, <laughs> criti- yeah, that's a, that's a criticism of the movie's momentum, which is he's so effective and so lethal for so long that, Short of building Vigo up to be the Superman, he can't be. We've now created an ending that is, has to be so brief. It has right, to be. If you right. have to believe anything that has come before it, this has to be true. And it's not necessarily true. So it's it's awkward. Right. And it's yeah. it's just this it's just this very like last ditch thing. Like um, you know, you've watched all this action for so long. Right. So if he gets to the final guy and he kills him really quick, that's not how that's supposed to work or something. Yeah. And it's it's. Uh, this weird moment for the movie where it's almost like instead of making the decisions the way we've been making them for the whole movie, now all of a sudden we're going to go, this is sort of what movie tells us has to happen, so that's what we're going to do. And it just was I mean, we're getting close, but hell, I I was surprised how fast, and I don't think this ruins anything for anybody, because his whole... John Wick is the boogeyman killer, and he's after this one kid who's just running scared. Right. When he finally meets the kid, he kills him quick. Right. That stunned me. He walks up to him, puts a bullet in his head, and walks off, and I'm like, 
Uh, wow. I thought that was going <laughs> right. to be, you're coming with me, I'm going to torture you, I'm going to make you feel pain, like I'm going right. to kill you. You know, I, he just does it, and then he goes on. Right. And I was like, God, that was kind of surprising. But It it was kind of surprising, except that I kind of thought it was awesome. I did, know? too. I didn't have a problem and, with it. And I not, just like, not only did I think that yeah. was kind of awesome, but I thought that whole taking out all those guys yeah. was awesome. The yeah. whole way that he gets in there and, yeah. and does the whole thing that he's going to do. Uh, Cause obviously he's like in a safe house. He's got right. lots of guards. There's all these, you know, there's all these people everywhere. And really I thought that was great because that was basically exactly how I wanted the whole thing to end. It yeah. was like, right. We're at the end now. We don't have to play around anymore. He right, just yeah, kills it, everyone, do it, right? Yeah. And 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 basically takes one guy out and takes his gun <laughs> and just starts snipering people <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. And and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And and I liked also that it did some things without having to tell you about them or overly show you them. Yeah. Like um, as soon as he's killed several guys then all of a sudden he blows up all the cars right Right, yeah well so clearly he's been there for a long time right but we don't have to watch him stake the place out watch him sneak up to the cars and put the bombs on them we just can you know figure it out this is (laughs) what happened he doesn't have a magic key thing so clearly we know how he did it right yeah and I thought that was really cool, you know. Don't sit there and like explain everything yep. to us like we're all idiots and we're going right. to go. Well, how did those cars right. blow up? Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make sense, you know. I mean, so it does a lot of things really, really cool. And uh, I should throw this in before we run out of time. I was just a little bit irritated that I had to watch the end of the movie at the beginning. Yeah, you said this. The very first thing that have you know every single movie now you have they to see this. the end yeah. and then go now let's back up well, and show you how we got to that point and i don't hate that in general but you when it's it'd be nice every single it. movie you know it looks you know we're getting out um we're getting out of here next week like you said is going to be either horns or nightcrawler probably i'm kind of thinking nightcrawler maybe that yeah. just looks crazy enough to work i don't yeah. know it's uh i'm gonna see them both so it, well sure there. but yeah and I think you should see this. You know, right. I think we both do. Yeah, this was so much definitely. Fun. If you're, I mean, if, if there's like any chance films, that you will like this movie, you're you will gonna love yeah, this movie. Yeah. It was really, it was really time. good. Yeah, it was great. Um, so and a surprise. So that was cool. So yeah, next week I'm thinking pretty much uh, yeah. Nightcrawler. I'm a, you know, I should just throw out uh, right now as I pass it off to you. Uh, Snowpiercer is right. uh, out on DVD, and it was really good. I didn't love the ending. Yeah. But overall, man, it was a fun, fun movie. Yeah. And um, God, something else came out on DVD. Anyway, um, <laughs> we, we'll see. We'll see you next week. And uh, please, please share, subscribe, uh, get all your friends to listen to us, and keep the emails coming in. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.